you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. Good morning, Compassion. Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. Boy, you guys look good. I guess you don't. In fact, you're really ugly. Not my fault. Yours. So glad to have you, Compassion. To our first-time guests, welcome, and I hope that I'm speaking this into existence. Welcome home. We'd love for you to become part of the family here. Well, We've already had a good day so far. Praise God. Over at our other campus, we had five salvations in the first service. Praise God. Praise. Now, one of those was me, but praise God. Amen. I'll preach better today because I got saved. I'm sorry. That's not fun. I shouldn't joke like that. But I am, so forget you. Anyway, we continue our sermon series on obsessive comparison disorder. For the last two weeks, we've been talking about how we don't compare ourselves to others and how many times we feel less than, unworthy, undeserving. Because we look at our life, and as we begin to look at our life compared to others, we we think others have more than us, smarter than us, more successful than us, better lives than us. And because we've done that, it begins to weigh heavily on us. We've looked at other people's highlight reels and thought their life was better, and we have some ways, somehow, begin to judge our life that it's less than and not as good as. Today, I want to kind of change that a little bit. See, there's another kind of comparison that we do. And it's a comparison that we look at someone else's life and say, well, I'm so much better. My life is more successful. What I'm doing is more important. I'm smarter. I'm more successful. I've got more money. Da, 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 da. We all do it to some extent. Sometimes it's what we call a defense mechanism, a survival mode. And that is is that we'll look at others and say, well, I may have issues in my life, but I'm better than Randy Heron, my gracious. I may, I may be bad, but he is ten times worse. The Bible says that we ought not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to. But many times we have this tendency of elevating ourselves, of making ourselves feel better, telling ourselves that we're smarter, better than everybody else. I want you to use a passage today out of Luke chapter 10 that I want to talk to you about how we don't compare ourselves to others and in some ways think we're better. How many know we're equal in the body of Christ? Look at your neighbor and say, you ain't better than me. Now, I, I want to say this is just as important. This is just as important as going the other way. For you who've always compared yourself and think you're less than, you don't need to do that. But now let me come to the other side and say for you who are always thinking you're better than, smarter than. Oh, remember the guy in the temple? 
God up and said, oh, Lord, thank you that I'm not that guy. I think I'll start doing that in church. I'll give you just start praying. Lord, thank you today. Thank you, Lord, that I am not Jeremy Curry. Thank you, God. I, it could be bad, but he's so much worse than me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that I am not Matt. Man, if I was Matt, boy, Matt and Jessica, that'd be bad. I'm not, thank you, God, I'm not them. What if we decide in our life to stop comparing ourselves to others? Let me read this passage to you. It says in Luke chapter 10, verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha had opened her home to him. Now, stop there real quick. Uh, this is very profound in this passage. Because one is you find out that this woman is the head of the household that many times did not apply during the, this, this generation, during this time. Uh, two is you find out that uh, she's not only the head of the household, that listen to this, she goes, and Martha opened her home to him. This is talking about Jesus. So not only was she head of the household, she actually was bold enough to invite a man, some disciples, to come into her house. Let's listen to the rest. He came to a village where a woman named Martha had opened her house to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the feet of Jesus listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, listen to this part right here, don't you care? Have you ever said that to God? Don't you care, Lord? Don't you know what I'm going through? Don't you know the trouble that I'm in? Don't you know the problems that I'm facing? Do you not care? Do you not care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? I love this right here. I'm going to tell you what. This is one bold woman. And I have to say it the way she said it because this is the way it's written and the grammarly correct. She says, tell her to help me. Tell you what. And I love Jesus' response. And I can see Jesus almost doing this right here. He said, Martha, Martha. You know that little, that little sigh you get, that little sarcastic frown you get on your face? Martha, Martha. And listen to what he says. And the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. Or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the word that we're about to receive. And Lord, I pray that every heart and every mind to be open to receive, God, what you've got in store. And let not one, not one leave this house the same way that they came. But let it be blessed by your word and by your presence. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Jesus and his disciples were on their way. They stopped in a village called Bethany. As they get to Bethany, a woman by the name of Martha comes out to Jesus and his disciples and invites them to come have a meal with them. We know Martha, there's Martha, her sister Mary, and then her brother Lazarus. Now what happens is Jesus and his disciples come in for a meal. They, they go and sit down. And what happens is, is when they go and sit down, 
Martha's in there preparing the meal. She's getting the mashed potatoes ready, making the sweet tea. She got the chicken on the oven. She's getting everything prepared, everything ready, because she's got this, this Jesus in her house. But as she's in there preparing, she begins to look around. Where's Mary? 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 Where you at? Maybe Martha goes into the living room, brings some jalapeno poppers. She brings them to Jesus and hands them to Jesus and sees Mary there. She's like, but Mary doesn't budge. So maybe she goes back into the living room and I mean to the kitchen and she gets her some sweet tea with some lemon, brings back one for everybody. Maybe she bends down to give some to Jesus. When she bends down to give the sweet tea to Jesus, she looks at Mary and says, get in the kitchen now. But Mary doesn't budge. Maybe she goes back in there, she comes back, and, and, and she brings this time some, I, I don't know what, I was about to say, what they call it, a little thing, those viney sauces, not those, but, what'd you say? Smokies, but we know they wouldn't have done that because they didn't eat pork, okay? They got beef? Oh, they got beef, okay, they got beef ones. I don't know if she, Martha may not go to Costco that day, so she don't know. And she comes back in and she brings the, the little smokies and hands them, she's going around, handing them to the disciples and handing them to Jesus. And as she's doing that, she's trying her best. She's like, uh, 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 uh. yeah, like that. She's doing everything she can to get Mary's attention, but Mary just ain't paying attention. Finally, she goes back in there. She's getting things ready. It's boiling. You ever anything bother you? You know, you just, you begin to boil inside. And finally, what happens is Martha comes back in there. She just loses it. Jesus, do you not care about me? Tell Mary to get her lazy rear end up off the floor and get her lazy self into the kitchen. Now, I'm paraphrasing. That's not actually how it's written. And we hear Jesus go, well, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but it's not what's needed. In fact, he said there's only one thing that's really needed. There's only one thing that really matters. There's only one thing that should really be on the top of your chart, the most important in your life that you should be concerned about. But it seems to me that's not it. See, at this moment, Martha believes that what Martha is doing is more important than what Mary is doing. There will come a time in your life where you do that to others. What you're doing is more important than them. Your job is more important than them. Your ministry is more important than them. There will come in this time in your life where you, you'll begin to put people in, in levels and, and you'll be at the top of the chart, you'll be at the top of the level and you put everybody below you. See, this comparison 
is just as bad as when you compare yourself to someone else and feel you're not good enough, not worthy enough. See, the problem is at that moment, you're still taking upon yourself that you decide who is and is not worthy of what God is doing. So I want you to write these down. Comparison reveals our distractions. Comparison reveals our distraction. In other words, many times what happened is there is something that has become more important than God. I'll give you an example. One day my, my daughters, Abigail was in town. It was Abigail, Avery, my wife. and I'd had a long day and a lot had happened that day and I'd done something I'm sure very, very important because I'm an important person. I'm joking. It's called Laughter. And I come home, and when I come home, they have the audacity to be listening to praise and worship. They're watching like Maverick City. I don't know who it was, which I love praise and worship. But I'll be honest with you, I think some th- that day I was distracted, and I was probably mad about something, and I was upset about something, and I come home, and, and they're listening to praise and worship and watching Maverick City. And, and, you know, can I be honest, in my mind, I'm like, I've been with Jesus all day. I've been preparing sermons. I've been reading the Bible. I've been hanging out with Christian folk. I've been with Jesus all day. Can I just come home and and relax? And, and, And finally I said to them, and I said, can we watch something else? You remember that, don't you, babe? Yeah, shut up. Can we watch something else? If I'm be honest with you, at that moment, really what was going on is I was distracted by how I was feeling. I wasn't really feeling that well. I, let me just, be, I wasn't feeling spiritual. You ever, you ever that way? I, everyone should raise your hand. I just wasn't feeling spiritual. But the thing was, my kids were, my wife was, but I wasn't ready to give in to the spiritual moment. I just wanted to sit and soak in the middle of my my distraction, and my distraction became more important than my praise to God. See, many times what's happened in your life is, is that your distractions become more important than your destiny. Your distraction has become more important than the, the divine. The distraction has deterred you from the great things that God has for you. As we look, i say a few things here. Comparison determines what you're listening to. Who are you listening to in your life? Who's telling you to, I I got up today and was leaving to come to, or go preach at the first campus. When I got up, my wife said, are you wearing that? Not this, I changed. I said, what? She said, are you wearing that? And I said, well, yeah. And she said, why? I said, what do you mean? She goes, it doesn't look good. Well, don't hold any punches, baby. She says, I hate those jeans. They show off the muscles in your legs too much. That's what she said. (laughs) Now, I listened to her. And at that moment, I listened because I knew she knew more than me. But see, there are times in our life that what we've done is we're listening to people that are not telling you the best but telling you the worst. They're not giving you godly advice but are giving you ungodly advice and you're allowing them to speak in your life and elevate you and make you feel better than you ought to. Listen, you need to have a, a good self-esteem, amen. You, you, you need to have confidence in what God is doing to you, in you and through you. But you also need to realize, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. 
always be willing to listen. Listen, I changed my clothes right then. I knew my wife knows more about fashion than I know. My wife dresses me. So I knew at that moment I could have gone, woman, who you think you are? What you wearing? Go change your clothes. Who you think you are, model? Look at this. Why should I listen to that? I'm lying. You know that. Don't I, you know I'm joking. But I didn't because I knew my wife knows more about fashion than I do. So I went and changed. See, we got to be careful. What happens is, is that we start comparing ourselves to others and start building ourselves up and, and start telling ourselves that I'm better than someone else. And what happens is the enemy begins to take root in our life. See, comparison brings distraction. Comparison makes you ask the wrong questions. Listen to what she said. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has let me do the work by myself? The question should have been, Lord, why is Mary in here? Lord, the question should have been is, hey, Mary, can you slide over so I can sit beside you? The, the, the question should have been is, hey, hey, Jesus, can I sit here and listen to you also? That should have been the question. Comparison makes us ask the wrong questions instead of the right questions. And the right question is, is where should I be in my life for first and foremost? And that is at the feet and in the presence of Jesus. See, comparison leads us to make wrong assumptions. She said, don't you care about me, Jesus? Jesus cared about her. Jesus didn't care about her little problem, though. Because Jesus knew it wasn't a problem. Jesus knew that it was going to be okay. See, you're stressed out and worried about things that Jesus is saying doesn't matter. See, most of our prayers are Jesus fix this, Jesus fix that, Jesus make this better, Jesus heal this, heal that. And Jesus said, if you would put me first, those things would fade in your priority list. See, comparison makes you set wrong priorities. See, I'm called to be a pastor. I'm called to be a pastor of Compassion Church. I'm called to preach the way that I preach. I'm called to lead the way that I lead. I don't go and compare my life to another pastor and say, well, I'll tell you what, there's a pastor down the road where he runs about five people. I am so much better than him. I don't do that. I don't go compare myself to other pastors to say, well, if only they could preach like me, lead like me, what I say is God has called them to do what they're doing and I don't worry about them. See, comparison leads us to make wrong requests. Remember what he said? She said, Lord, I love this right here, tell her to help me. Martha, who do you think you are? Have you lost your ever-loving mind? That's like me tomorrow calling up the president and saying, hey, I got a few things I need to talk to you about. You think that's going to happen? Probably not. And she yells out to Jesus, tell her to help me. See, many times what happens is comparison because we want to be better, more successful. We keep asking the wrong request of God when the only request that God really wants from us is the request to be in the presence and in the, at the feet of Jesus, hearing his word, having a communication with him, and having a divine relationship with him. See, most of our requests come out of selfishness, not wanting to have a relationship with Christ. Second thing is this, comparison reveals our worries. 
Comparison reveals our worries. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. See, God doesn't want you to compare because God doesn't want you to worry about things you shouldn't worry about. In my word today, raise your hand. Most of you are probably worried. Maybe you got a, you got a, a project at work that's got to be done, and you don't know how you'll get it done. Maybe you're worried today because your marriage is not doing the best you think. Maybe you're worried today because you got some kids that are just not living and acting right. Maybe you got some just really mean kids. I don't know, kind of like Taylor or something like that. Maybe today you're worried. Listen, I understand that there are worries of this world. I understand there are cares that we have. I understand there are problems that we face. Listen, Jesus wasn't trying to dismiss that Martha didn't have to get the meal done. And let me say this real quick. It wasn't that Martha was wrong because she's in there making the meal. Let me say this again. It is not that anything was wrong that Martha was making the meal. But it was wrong for Mary because Mary wasn't supposed to be making the meal. Mary was supposed to be at the feet of Jesus. See, sometimes we compare our, our relationship or we compare our call or we compare what we're doing to others and, and we say, well, look how much better than I am. No, no, what you don't understand is they are doing what God has called them to do. You are doing what God has called you to do. It isn't that one is better or one is worse. It is that God has called you to do what you do. Now, he does say what Mary chose is better because what God was saying is, is that, now listen, Martha, there are things in this life that have to be done. There are things in this life that you will have to do. But Martha, let me say this to you. They will always pale in comparison of being in the presence of God. Everything comes out of your desire, whether it's reading the word, whether it's, whether it's on your knees in prayer, whether it's standing on your feet and praising God, whatever it is, everything comes out of that. Can I tell you why you got so many worries? It's because in your life, instead of putting God first, you're worried about your problems when you should be focusing on the promises that God has for your life. God doesn't want us to compare because God doesn't want us to be upset about things that we shouldn't be upset about. See, first it says she's worried. Can I tell you that's eventually what happens to worry? Worry will eventually turn itself to being upset, being mad, being upset. God doesn't want you to compare because God doesn't want you to focus on anything more than what is most important, and that is your relationship with him. The last is this. Comparison reveals our choices. Right or wrong. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken from her. I feel at this moment that Jesus has begun to calm down Martha. He says, Martha, listen. Just, just calm down for a second. You're getting all upset about something that is not that important. Martha, I know you're worried. You got to get the meal and the preparation done. I get it. 
But Martha, what I need you to understand, Mary's chosen what is best. Mary's chosen to be at the feet of Jesus. Martha, listen. Yes, we may be hungry and we need substance. But the greatest substance that you'll get is not the substance that will fill your belly, but the substance that will fill your heart. And see, that's what Mary's getting right now. Oh, Martha, I love you. You're about the details. And Martha, guess who put that in you? I did. I'm the one that made you a detailed person. I, I'm the one that made you a, a bold person. I, I'm the one who made you care about taking care of others. Martha, I did that. But Martha, that will never be more important than your relationship with me. If you've got to choose between the work and the walk, always choose the walk with me instead of the work. If you always got to choose, then choose a relationship over all the things that you feel have got to get done. See, we keep comparing ourselves because we keep making choices not based on what God's plan for our life, but what we want. And in that moment, Mary's at the feet of Jesus. I don't think she ever heard Martha. I don't think she ever heard her digs, her passive aggressiveness. I don't think she ever heard the comments that was making. She was making. I think that all Mary could do was stand in, or stand in awe in the very presence of God Almighty. If you can never get there. If you can ever get in the presence of God, it'll change your life forever. At this moment, Mary didn't care about jalapeno poppers or little smokies or mashed potatoes or sweet tea. All she cared about was hearing the voice of the Lord. If you can ever get in the presence of God, you say, God, I don't care about anything else but you. I don't care about the worries of tomorrow. I don't care about the problems of the past. All I care about, God, is getting to your presence, in your presence, in your presence. It'll change your life forever. I want you to stand with me. God has never called us to compare ourselves to one another. You're no worse but no better than anybody else. God has called you to be who you are. Don't you become arrogant or prideful in it. But you become grateful and show your gratitude. And when you do, God can change you. It's not that Martha was better than Mary, and it wasn't that Mary was better than Martha. It's just at that moment, Mary chose what was better. Choose what is always better. Always choose Jesus. Always listen to what he's saying. 
get in his presence, get on your knees and say, Lord, I just want to hear what you've got to say. That's all that matters to me. Bow your head, close your eyes. If you're struggling with comparison in your life today, comparing yourselves to others, I want you to raise your hand right now. Yes. Lord, I pray for every hand that is raised. And I ask today, Lord, in Jesus' name, Jesus' name, the Lord right here, right now, break off that OCD, that obsessive comparison disorder in their life. Let them not compare themselves to think they are worse or better than anyone else, but to know they are who God has called them to be. And Lord, in Jesus' name, that the greatest place they can ever be is at the feet of Jesus, in your presence, listening to your voice and your word. With every head bowed, every eye closed, one last question. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you've not accepted as Lord and Savior in your life, but today say, Pastor, I don't want to leave this house without making Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. Today's the day of salvation. All you have to do is admit that you're a sinner in need of God's grace and wonderful love. Believe that he is the son of the living God. Died on a cross for you, rose on the third day. And with your mouth, confess him, Lord of your life, and you shall be saved. If that's you today and you would like to give your heart and life to Christ, I want you to raise your hand right now. Is there anybody? Amen. Amen. Is there anybody else? Amen. I've had three raise your hand, give God praise. I want all of you, not just the three that raise their hand, but I want all of you to say this prayer with me. Say it loud, say it proud. As three new names have been written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Say, Dear Jesus, I invite you to my heart and into my life. Forgive me of all my sins and all my ways. I repent and I come to you and ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my life forever and ever. Amen. Give God praise this morning. We are so happy that you joined us today. Here at Compassion, we value family, which means we value you. If there's any way that we can be praying for you and believing with you for something, please make sure that you let us know. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you here next Sunday. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc.